Hey, Jake, I like video games. Hey, Tony, I like video games, too. Welcome to a brand new year, brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Yeah, Hey, I Like That Game, the annual podcast of 2019 and beyond. (laughs) How you doing, Jake? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be recording again. I'm excited to talk to you, Tony, and I'm excited to talk about some video games. Yes, yes, so... We want to start this episode off with uh, a little bit of like a specialty category, I guess. So, uh, you know, we just got back from our, our holidays. Uh, we both did a little bit of traveling. So I want to talk about first, what's our favorite games to play when we're traveling? Do you have any games that you, that's like kind of your go-to when you're on an airplane or like stuck somewhere away from your computer or uh, normal consoles? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've always been a lifelong Game Boy owner and player and um one thing i discovered in my travels is that uh the old school chargers for like the first generation ds uh those wouldn't work on the like crappy outlet converters i would buy if i was going to europe or something so i remember one trip i was in uh germany we doing like a road trip with my family and i was packed in the back of the car with all the luggage and all i had with me was my game boy color with Pokemon Silver, and I was able to stretch that game into, like, endless, cramped road trip. So the Pokemon games have always had a special uh, travel game place in my heart. I think they still make good travel games now, just a great, long-form, easy-to-engage-with RPG. Pokemon games always work out well. Then with the Switch, I could honestly play Breath of the Wild all the time. Even now, I could just sit down and play that game for hours, so that's a great one to have uh, when traveling. You completely uh, stole my thunder, because those are the two games that I wanted to talk <laughs> about for <laughs> for travel Here, games. Yeah, like, I'll do I'll are... do one I know for sure you're not going to do for my final one. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. So uh, my most recent trip, I went to the Galapagos with my family, and there was no just no uh, internet, so I couldn't go online, I didn't have any Game Boy or Switch with me, all I had was my phone, and it was disconnected from the internet. So, uh, in preparation for this, I had actually uh, downloaded a bunch of uh, one of my favorite tower defense series, the uh, Kingdom Rush series. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not to be associated with Kingdom Crush, uh, but there's, I think, four games overall in the series. I have three of them on my phone right now, because the newest one was just released. And that's just a good engaging tower defense game has a good gimmick of uh it's not just using range towers to fight things you'll have to impede the enemy's progress too because the towers don't do enough damage if the enemy's moving uninhibited just it's a great little series fun to pick up put down and that's one of my uh, go-to travel games if i know i'm only gonna have my phone gotcha gotcha like i said i also for me Pokemon is like my go-to travel game. I usually, whenever I'm going to be away from my computer or like my my normal consoles, I don't have my Switch with me. Um, I usually try to start up a new Nuzlocke on my phone uh, using like an emulator. Yeah. Um, but this year I didn't do that. Um, I actually I started playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. I hadn't picked that game back up uh, in a long time because I played it through uh, fully on the Wii U, and then I picked it up on Switch when it was discounted, and I bought a little DSC for it, thinking, like, you know, someday I'll come back to this. Well, this vacation was when I did, uh, and I'm so glad I did, because that game is just incredible. It's so much fun. It's so pretty, and it works so well on the Switch. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. 
it's uncanny how easy it is to just pick up and start doing something, right? Like, oh, I have 20 minutes before I have to be somewhere. Well, I guess I could just pop this in and say like, oh, there's a shrine. Let me go try to do that real quick. Or I'm going to go farm some meat so I can do some cooking later. Or, you know, whatever the task is, like it's it's good for short sessions and longer sessions, which is like perfect for travel, right? But the one thing I want, I want to talk about specifically with that game is I played enough of it just to get to um, being able to play the Trial of the Sword. So the one of the first things that they added in the DLC was this thing called the Trial of the Sword. Is after you get the Master Sword, you can go through these increasingly difficult trials where the game takes away all of your items, you know, basically everything, and then they they put you through a series of rooms that get harder and harder as you go. But it really tests your resourcefulness your reaction time your critical thinking it's really really fun like i almost it's almost like a dark souls like experience for me you know where it's it's very difficult um you have to be very aware of every move you make because every decision that takes place in that room could have you know very big consequences you could end up in situations where oh i have like no items and i have to try to kill an entire room of you know, moblins with just my bombs, which is not effective, but it's really cool. And then like, once you get to certain, certain levels of the, the dungeon, you'll get to like a rest area where they'll give you some items. They'll give you some healing stuff. You can cook and it kind of recharges you to take on the next set of challenges. But the best part about it is you can only save after you make it through a certain amount of uh, rooms. So it's not like, okay, I beat a room, let me save, and then you can save scum from there. It's like, no, the game does not allow you to do that. It really focuses you on trying to complete a series of rooms that are very difficult to get what at the end of the day is a very good power-up in the sense of it, it makes your Master Sword stronger, which, you know, that item doesn't break. It just kind of wears out and then recharges back up. So it's it's actually a very powerful tool for that game. It's really cool. I, I, I really like that. So anybody who has Breath of the Wild and they haven't bought that DLC yet, like, I I can't I can't recommend that enough for that. Um, Jake, you played through that stuff, right? Absolutely. And what you're saying about that, Trial of the Sword is very much, I love that part of the game. It's just so fun to just go back and play. And it's really emblematic of how the difficulty of that game doesn't really come from, doesn't really become easier from any power-ups necessarily. Like, you do get more powerful as you progress through the game. But mostly what makes you stronger is your knowledge and understanding of the game. So exactly. if you play through one profile and you get all the great stuff, you're decked out all the time, you got the Master Sword powered up and whatnot, and you can kill any sort of monster, that's really empowering. But if you go back, like I, I would do this a bunch, I went back and would start a new game, and even right at the beginning, it's so much easier than I remember my first playthrough being, just because I now know the attack patterns, how to cook things right off the bat, uh, the most effective ways to get rid of different types of enemies and use the environment, and that translates really well into the trial of the sword and another mm -hmm. thing it does is it shows just how ill thought the like master mode is for that game because it yeah. just powers up pretty much every enemy by one level and gives them regenerating health and that's what they do in the trial of the sword which basically 
entirely unbalances the experience and makes it essentially impossible, as far as I can tell. Because hmm. all your weapons and whatnot will break so quickly, and then you're just there to throw bombs at them, and then their health regenerates. It's a mess. Not fun. Don't play it in master mode. If you like that, good for you. Wouldn't recommend, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's great. I got, I'm glad I re-fell in love with Breath of the Wild when I was on... Uh, vacation it, it was uh it was a good distraction uh, mm-hmm. for sure but jake what what else have you been playing you know, outside of your travels have you been playing anything else fun well on the switch i have been playing a whole lot of the new smash bros and i know you have as well yes, yes! it drops it's great i love it it's my favorite since melee and it's it just feels really good to play yeah, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, you're dead on. Uh, it's the best one since Melee, hands down. It feels it feels very fast. It feels methodical, too. Like, it doesn't feel slippery. Like, Brawl, for for a lot of the cool things that that game did, it, it didn't do many. Uh, it introduced some <laughs> cool characters. But there's a lot of... Uh, the, the controls felt very loose. And when Smash 4 came out, it's like, okay, this feels a little bit tighter, but now it feels a little bit floaty. And it's kind of hard to kill people because the knockback wasn't very great. Um, It didn't have really good hit stun, um, so you couldn't do combos very easily. It it was a lot harder to combo. And Smash 4 had the problem of certain characters felt completely broken. Uh, Like Bayonetta was like just unstoppable. Uh, in the right hands, uh, and there wasn't a lot of good counters to that. Where I think Smash 4, or Smash Ultimate, I should say, this game feels very balanced. You know, the game's still relatively new, right? It's only been out for over a little over a month now. But I haven't seen anything completely broken out of this game yet. I feel like, you know, out of, what, the 72, 76 characters? I can't remember how many. Uh, you know, 70-plus characters. It's incredible how diverse that cast is and that there's not just one character that's decimating everybody. I hear that Peach is really, really good at a high competitive level because of some of the tools that she has. But when I've been watching some of the tournaments, like you see so many different characters, which is, you know, in a fighting game, that is the that's exactly what you want to see because nobody likes it when you watch a street fighter tournament and everybody's using you know ryu or everybody's using kami you know like there's that one broken character at a time that everyone can use to to get an advantage or in melee you know everyone so people that are super into melee talk about you know the year 20 xx where everybody uses fox and because that's the most optimal way to play that video game that's really stupid like i like the diversity that smash uh smash ultimate allows for uh, like who have you been gravitating gravitating excuse me gravitating 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 i can't say that word i'm not answering that question until you get it out tony okay correctly all right, Jake, what character have you been gravitating towards? Uh, oh, well, great, great question, Tony. Uh, <laughs> so, when I first started playing, so my favorite go-to character since Melee has been Sheik. So I started playing Sheik immediately, and honestly, I really... I'm not a huge fan of how Sheik plays in this version. I'm not great with her, and I'm not... It's not my fault, it's the game's fault. And... <laughs> I just don't really have as much fun playing her. So then I tried Pikachu after that, 
was doing fine with Pikachu, kind of enjoying him, but then I started going to my old, like, guilty pleasure of Donkey Kong, and I love playing with Donkey Kong so much, so he's the one I've been really working on, who I have the most fun playing, and who I've, uh, kind of established as my main for this now. Yeah. He's, he's really good, too. Like, this game is... It's really fun because the heavies are finally... You can play them at a very high level. Donkey Kong is one of the better characters in the game, at least in my opinion. I've been playing a lot of him, too. But, like, Ganondorf is, is surprisingly good in this game when all you really have to do is guess right a couple of times and you can mm-hmm. get somebody killed. Like, you can kill somebody at, like, 40% with a forward smash with Ganondorf. Like, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. But... It's really hard to hit with that move, so, you know, there's your trade-off. But uh, I've actually been really digging into a lot of characters. Like, uh, DK's probably my best. I played a lot of King K. Rule. He's a very fun new character. I really like Incineroar a lot, too. Incineroar's super-duper fun. Yeah, I've um, seen some Incineroar at the pro play. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's good. Like, you can gimp him really hard when you're, when you're off the edge, but he's very good. I also... They buffed Palatino quite a bit, uh, and she's super duper fun. I've been working on her quite a bit. She's she's a very very fun character, and she's I, I think she's probably one of the best in the game, uh, in my opinion. And I was really excited when I saw Young Link uh, in this game because I played him a ton in Melee. He was like my favorite low tier character to mess around with, and he feels almost identical in this game, which like. Immediately, I was drawn to. Like, he played just like his melee counterpart, except for, you know, not as good at wave dashing. But, I don't know. Like, there was something about him that just felt off. uh, Or maybe, like, I just wasn't as good as I remembered uh, with that character. So, I started playing with uh, just adult Link. You know, Breath of the Wild Link. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. That dude is killer. Yeah. super fun. Yeah, yeah. The remote bombs are, are, are a lot of fun to uh, to set up traps and. and I do like the remote bombs. That's a real cool, uh, real cool item to give them. Yeah, yeah. He's and and his sword reach is a lot farther too. So like it's he plays very differently than previous links. Even though like his move set for the most part is identical. You know, you got the remote bombs, but he's in, but basically outside of that, all of his moves are the same. So it's it's very interesting the the little changes they made to him that make him feel like kind of fresh. Uh, so yeah, it's I love that game. Uh, I'll be playing this game for a very very long time, very very long time. If you like Smash Brothers at all, this is a no brainer purchase. Like definitely start playing Smash because um, it's it's there's never been a better time to get into Smash Brothers. I want to talk about one more game that I played uh, over the holiday that. A lot of people have talked about, but I, I just need to shout out here. If you own a PlayStation 4, Tetris Effect is amazing. <laughs> Tetris Effect is absolutely amazing. I mean, you don't even have to be a massive Tetris fan to, uh-huh. to get into the game. So it's it's more of like a Synthesthesia kind of like video game. So it's, like, it's more about like the music and... And the, the art, the graphics kind of all blending together to have this like cohesive experience where, you know, it's you feel the beat of the music as you're playing it. And it's it's really, really impactful. Like uh, I ended up playing it with a couple of buddies on a whim, like 
really, really late at night, right before I left Michigan. It was one of these things where it's like, uh, I should probably go home right now, but somebody started talking shit about how they could beat me in Tetris. I was like, no, 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 we ain't doing that shit. Uh, let's, let's play Tetris right now. Oh, yeah, Eric, buy Tetris Effect. Like, I'll give you some money. Let's play this mm-hmm. game. We ended up playing it for six hours straight. It's Woo. fucking incredible. It's so good. I can't I can't recommend that game enough. The the music alone is worth the price of admission, but then it's a really good version of Tetris on top of that. It's so good. It's so good. If you if you liked uh Luminous or some of those other like music and puzzle game and like infused things, like Tetris Effect is like probably the best example of that. Uh it's it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. That's all I wanted to say about that. There you go. You heard it here, folks. Tetris, still good. Tetris, turns out, pretty good video game. Great. One of those good ones. One of the keepers. Uh, Okay, so uh, we'll move uh, move into the break. But uh, when we come back, we're playing one of my favorite games ever. It's a little game called Windjammers. Hey everybody, Jake here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Stay tuned after the episode to hear some clips of when Tony and I played each other in Windjammers. And welcome back, everybody to Hey, I Like That Game. We are talking about this episode's titular game of Windjammers. 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 Tony, this is your game. Tell me a little bit about Windjammers. Was it... It feels like it was originally made up for the arcade, but I honestly don't know. Yeah, yeah. So so Windjammers, uh, originally it was released uh, on, like, Old School Neo Geo. It was an arcade release. Um, as far as I know, it never had a home release outside of you could buy like the Neo Geo cart and like stick it into the thing. But like those super duper expensive, I guess you could say that's home console, but like all the Neo Geos are like crazy, crazy expensive. So, mm-hmm. um, it, not a practical home console release, but, uh, I believe this was three years ago. I may be wrong about that, but a couple of years ago, uh, a company, re-released uh windjammers with like some new menus online play ranked modes uh, a couple of mini games you know a a bunch of stuff in there um and that kind of made for a nice resurgence of windjammers but but anyways the windjammers is basically imagine pong right it's like a battle pong where two people on either ends of a court with kind of a net in the middle uh you're throwing a frisbee back and forth and you're trying to get the frisbee past the other player into colored gates that are behind them that are different point values. You're playing up to a certain uh, point value. I usually play the 12 or 15. Um, there's different time limits you could do. But basically, you're trying to throw the frisbee past the other person. The thing that makes it a little bit more complicated, a little more fun, is there's super moves that happen in the game. 
there's you can curve the frisbee uh, to like kind of curve it around people. Uh, you can utilize the walls. So all the courts uh, normally have walls on either you know behind them and on the sides of the play field. But depending on the arena you're playing on, there could be walls in the center around where the net is as well. So that adds a little more extra obstacle to throw the frisbee into to, to send it off at weird angles. The game is very simplistic when you're looking at it on the screen but the complexity comes in when you're playing against your opponent you know like trying to get it past them because it's fairly easy to catch up with that frisbee kind of dash into it or or, you know throw it over somebody's head but the 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 complexity is all right i want to get in this guy's head and try to bait them into going one direction or the other or try to bait them to get closer to the net so you can throw it over their head it's super duper fun. And the best part about it is it's very simple. It's very it's only a two button game. There's only two buttons you can press. Yeah. So you it's really, really hard to get confused. Whereas like in other competitive games, one on one competitive games like a Street Fighter or a Smash Brothers, for instance, a lot more buttons going on, a lot more happening on the screen. This is literally you're a dude, throw a frisbee at another dude. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's really very straightforward. Uh, you could watch this game for five seconds and immediately understand everything you have to know about it. It's approachable, the aesthetic is fun and very 90s in its, uh, like, shoulder pads and angular sunglasses, but it's... Day glow colors. Yes! It's so great. This game is so fluorescent and neon. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very... Uh, so almost all of the stages are set on a beach or some sort of outdoor venue. Bright colors. Everything is very, very bright and, and, and vibrant. Uh, and all the characters... A lot of the characters don't have a lot of character to them. <laughs> um, there's not much... Uh, I, I don't... They all look very different from one another, but it's not like, oh, they're not like iconic in any way, I don't think. But, but man, the... This game's fun. This game's so... Like, I want to ask you this, Jake, because this is one thing that uh, I was talking about with my buddy Nate, that this game has a feel to it. You know, the controls are very expressive. You know, the fact that you can curve the Frisbee and you can, you know, press A as soon as you catch it to throw it faster. And, you know, doing different stuff like that, it, it gives it a feel and, like, I can express myself a little bit through the mechanics. Did you get that feeling at all? Or am I just, like, am I in this weird, you know, outlier here? Um, well, you are a weird outlier. Don't forget it. But <laughs> I do understand what you're talking about, where the only difference between the characters is, are they faster or are they more powerful? Can they throw throw the frisbee gooder or can they run run quick? So this well, and they're specials. They're specials and they're specials. But other than that, um, those are the main differences. So you can re- like reflect your play style. You can have the quick week one to dash around and play off or defense very well. So you can basically throw as many as you can and to kind of overwhelm the opponent. Or there's the big beefy German man who just chucks a frisbee and. Vessel. Like, just, like, trots places instead of running like other characters. And that allows for you to really reflect the play style of, are you going to sit in the back and just throw in hard, distant shots, or are you going to get up and close and just try to overwhelm and crowd out the opponent? And yeah, it's great. Yeah, the 
the characters are not the star of this show. It's the mechanics. The mechanics are, like, you could have no playable characters in this game, and it would still be incredibly fun, I feel like. Right, they could be six different colors of Mr. Game Watch. Right, exactly. It's still going to be fun because they made a very responsive, easy-to-pick-up, hard-to-master game. Yes, yeah, yes. Because even if you Um, look at the character... I'm looking at the character models right now, and they are just not anything special. They're all pretty plain, just like... They look like a Rob Liefeld comic character with the giant shoulders and a massive chest. Except for the token girl character, who, you know, is wearing a leotard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not winning any points for its character design, but for basically what the characters allow you to extend your like how they allow you to extend yourself into the play in a very satisfying way yeah i don't want to i don't want to like to to have this be an understatement but this game is so easy to pick up and play i taught maybe six or seven people how to play windjammers while i was back in uh back at home visiting for the holidays you know people that don't play video games regularly i was able to show them this game they're like oh Oh, I get it. And then you just hand them a controller. It's like, which two buttons do what? Okay, I got it. And after like a game or two, they were just, they were in. They're like, oh yeah, I get this. Like, it's, this is easy. And it's super fun. And like, we were talking about this earlier when we were playing against each other in preparation for this uh, episode, that the difference between a novice and an expert, you know, an expert will have an easier time beating somebody, but leading up to that expert level, you, you get up to speed really quickly. So, you know, me playing against somebody for their first time ever playing the game, yeah, I'm going to be able to beat them quickly. But after just a handful of matches, all of a sudden the game becomes way more even. Like, I taught my brother how to play this game in five minutes. And after maybe 10 to 15 minutes, he was already beating me. Because it's not, it's not about hard to execute button prompts. It's press this one button when you when you think the timing is right, you know, guess where your opponent is going and, and beat them, uh, you know, get it past them. You know, it's, it's, it feels kind of like a tennis game at times, but it's, it's more than that. You know, it's more than a tennis game for sure. It's like the mm, super Mario slammers, like soccer version of tennis where it's more outlandish uh, but, like, that same sort of concept is there. Like, a, I don't know, the NBA street of tennis games, but <laughs> yeah. super 90s. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. those games were and super like, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, like, I I think this game is a, a, a fighting game. At, like, at its core, you were it telling is a me fighting that. game. Yeah, yeah it, at its core, it's a fighting game because it's about, you know, one-on-one competition. You can set... You know, the one of the things in fighting games, right, is like kind of setting your opponent up for something, being able to, uh, you know, execute at the right moment, and you can do those things with its simple button, simple buttons, and uh, in movement options. Like, I can work you to a side of the screen to do a curved shot to make you think it's going one way, but then it curves around you. You know, like that's that's the expressive part of the controls that makes me feel like, oh, this is this is like just fighting somebody. It's not just like Pong where you're hitting it back and forth at each other. It's like I can I can express myself through these controls and it, it makes it really, really competitive. It's a fighting game to me in its 
barest essentials. It's almost like we talked about this before uh, when we were playing against each other, but it reminds me a lot of that game Dive Kick, where Mm -hmm. it's really, that game is two buttons as well, Dive and Kick, and for the most part, it's one hit rounds. So once you are hit once, it's over. So it's like, that game's a fighting game, you know, so is this, you know? I don't know. This game's great. I absolutely fucking love this game. Yeah, I get how you see it as a fighting game. It is a I think the very good intersection of a sports game and a fighting game where it has like the sports veneer kind of like Space Jam look, but at the same time it has these fighting game mechanics where it is a whole lot of reading your opponent in order to be able to play them and uh, it's not as easy to just kind of like button mash and overwhelm in that capacity because if somebody plays smart and knows the game better, they're going to be able to have an advantage. Yeah. So it's this great yep. intersection. It's easy to pick up and play. Um, I played a whole bunch against the computer just because that's kind of how I play video games. But I enjoyed it. It was challenging and had good difficulty levels and good variation of uh, being able to play the maps with different against different characters. So all in all, it was just a really delightful game. I'm not probably going to play it a whole bunch anymore. Um, like, if Aww. I'm just like sitting around with somebody and it's like, what do you want to do? It's like, ah, I can play... 15 minutes of wind jammers but that's i think the biggest failing of this game is that i only want to play it for like 15 minutes or so any more than that um i'm good i can see it being a group game where you can pass off between whoever wants to play and whoever's looking like they're the best can get challengers and whatnot it's really meant for that sort of environment uh and it makes sense having you know been in in origin in arcades yeah, yeah. This this definitely feels like a good game to bring out at a party where you have too many people to play Mario Party and people are intimidated by Smash Brothers. It's like, okay, everybody can figure out Windjammers. So put it on, put a controller in somebody's hand. It's like, here, you have two buttons. You can figure this out. You know, you'll ultimately have fun. And you know, I did that at a party I was at over the holidays and it worked out really well. Um, I, I think... That is this game's strength. This is in its simplicity uh, and the hidden complexity there. But at the end of the day, it is fairly simple to just jump into it. And I think that's that's the best part about it. Um, yeah, it's this game's great. And you know, shout out to uh, to Giant Bomb. Uh, you know the the podcast and video game website I love so much. They are the ones that introduced me to this game. They they had been talking about Windjammers for a long time. It came. It, it always comes up at least a couple times a year how awesome Windjammers is and it's like what the fuck is this it's such a <laughs> weird name for a game like we haven't touched on this oh, at yeah. all what the fuck does Windjammers mean like what the fuck it doesn't make any sense but um you know hearing that name it really stuck out in my mind i i would look it up on the internet and say god this game looks crazy but i have no way to play it um and that was like for years i've been you know following giant i've been following giant bomb for probably six seven years now and i ultimately found it in an arcade in michigan uh somebody had a neo geo cart of it and they're like oh yeah you know what Windjammers is dude do you want to play it's like yes let's do it so like i i was finally able to play it in this random arcade with a total stranger and i had such a good time and then shortly after that it came out you know on the playstation and now i have it on the switch and it's like this is amazing. I can play Windjammers whenever I want. 
all the time. Ugh, it's so great. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to the Giant, Fo uh, Giant Bomb uh, crew for introducing me to this fucking amazing, amazing video game. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, it's inexpensive. It's a great pick-up-and-play party game if you want something like that. I like it. It's it's good. And you know what? There's a sequel coming out, too. Windjammers 2. Oh, I don't know man. if that's this year. I don't know if that's this year or next year, but um, that's like, I'm going to be looking out for that because all they really need to do is give me some new stages and some new characters that have actually compelling differences to them. Um, but I want some compelling differences in characters. I don't want... Um, a lot more mechanics tossed onto that game because like I said I like the simplicity of it that's the beauty of it um, but if they were to layer on some some extra mechanics or some differences between the characters have a mode where you can strip those things away and play more of a pure experience kind of like how uh, Mario Tennis Aces handled their new meter system where you could play here's the meter you can play like this or you can just play normal tennis like if they handled it that way um, I'd be totally fine with it. I'm, I'm super excited for whatever they come up with for Windjammers 2. Um, but anyways, Jake, what do you give this game uh, on your crazy uh, nonsensical scale? Well, uh, one other thing that was really fun about this game is there are a couple of mini-games. One of them is you're running on the beach as a dog trying not to uh, <laughs> trip in order to catch the frisbee. And the other one, like... Another great game from this podcast, Tekken Tag, which has a secret, yes. unnecessary bowling minigame. This bowling. game has a like, completely unnecessary but great bowling minigame. So, I think this is a fun game. Not like a long-form play game, but for what it does, it's beautiful and recommended in that capacity. I think it's tough. I'm torn. I don't want to do a half. I don't want to do a half score. I have to stick to my... Can't do halves. I have no to half. stick to it. That was a guest-only allowances for halves. Uh, I will give it four strikes out of five. Nice! That's better than I thought you'd give it, actually. That's that's really cool. I thought... Um, I like this better than I thought I would, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I think it's no surprise for me what, what I give this. This is 100% a hey... I like this game. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I think I like um, that method more. I think we should both do the hey I likes or hey I don't likes. Like a basic like Roger and Ebert thumbs up, thumbs down sort of thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, you've been doing your rating this entire time. So I, you, you might, might, you well might have made a convert that. out of me, Tony. I like it. Hey, I like that oh, rating wow. system. That's what I'm giving up. <laughs> <laughs> Check for our new spinoff coming this spring. <laughs> hey, Tony, I like rating systems. Uh, and this week we're covering the Likert scale. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, so that was my video game. Jake, it is your turn. What kind of garbage video game are you going to make me play? Well, Tony, that's... The thing, I don't want to give you a garbage game to play. Uh, I think Ooh. sort of sometimes on purpose and sometimes not on purpose, I've given you quite a few crap games to play. So I want to pick a game for this next episode I am confident I think you will enjoy. So for the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game, we are playing the Game Boy Advanced classic Metroid Fusion. Oh, man, sweet. I haven't played this one. I love this game so much. I sit down and I beat this game 
pretty repeatedly. I think I uh, played it last, like, two years ago to completion, and I just kind of got the hankering to play it again, and I thought this would be the perfect opportunity. Nice. That's a really good pick, Jake. I, I like that a lot. I haven't played a, a Metroid game in a very long time, probably since Super Metroid, if I'm going to be quite honest, like since and since the Super Nintendo. Like, it's been a long time. Um, so this is going to be good. I, I'm, I'm excited to, to jump into this. Well, I hope you like it, because if I keep giving you crap games, you're going to kick me off the podcast. Right? I'll do this it's just gonna, show It's going to be myself. you talking to yourself for an hour and a half. It's going to hey, be funnier. Hey, Tony, I like video games. Hey, Tony, I like video games, too. Hey, welcome to Hey, I like that game. <laughs> Tony, that's a really good point. I think that's really smart. Oh, Tony, I think you're really cool, too. Let's make out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And <That's laughs> we can't have that. So you better like this game. I, I think I will, um, or, you know, who knows? Tune in next time and find out. Next time on Hey, Tony Better Like That Video Game. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Aren't those two hilarious? Thank you for listening to this episode of Hey, I Like That Game. If you have any questions or suggestions for us, don't forget to email at heyilikethatgame at gmail.com or tweet us at likethatgame. Now for some clips of our Windjammer play. Got it. Give me your code. M-E-U-S. M-E. Me, United States. Yep. Meus. Bam. Stadium's so good. <laughs> what do you know about stadium? Nothing. You don't know nothing <laughs> I, I about don't. Stadium. I know nothing about stadium. You're goddamn right. Good. <clears throat> stadium is sick because um, if you notice the the points on the side, they shift and change depending on who's doing better or worse. Mm, so, like, right now, mm. you see how they're, the red in the middle is uh, is smaller? That's uh, ooh, That's our only five-point shot. But as time Ooh. goes on, oh, oh, <laughs> no! I fucking wrecked your face with that. Absolutely wrecked your. F- oh, 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 that's. Why do you even try? I- Why do you even try? <laughs> See, look how big the uh, the red space is now. Ah! And then it went down because you scored points. That's my favorite damn, thing. I don't know. I have no idea how to curve a fucking frisbee in this game. Like, I press... What are you doing? I press A and then just do, like, a Hadouken motion. So I do a Hadouken, then press A. So that's probably what's going on there. Okay. Yeah. You're just doing, Hadouken! You're just doing it right. Oh, that, that twisted a little bit. That twisted a scooch. This game is totally a fighting game. It's, it's a thousand percent a fighting yeah. game. Yeah. Like, I, I'm eager to have this conversation on the episode, but... Like this game is a hundred percent a fighting game because it's it's oh my god it's all the same <laughs> concepts as a fighting game. It's just oh wow nice, nice shot. All the same concepts as a fighting game is just stripped down to its like barest essentials. Oh nice! Oh! I did not see that coming. There you go. Sneaky spin one one. Let's go best of three. We should play best so, five. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Best. All right. This gives me more time to beat you better. I don't know. I. You know what I'm saying. Use your words. <laughs> All right. I make the best smack talk. Oh come on! That was definitely five. That was not a five, and you know it. That's a three. 
That's a big <laughs> top three. Chip. Alright, look at this guy. Look at this guy that's crew cut. It's about to get <laughs> fucking chopped. Ooh, oh, nice, nice shot. Bike. That went slower than... I got lagged. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure, blame the lag. It's always the lag. What about this? Is that Was that lag? I just got... Ah. I just made you look foolish. I made you look absolutely foolish. Hey! Ooh, just, Ooh. I just grazed the wall. Just a little, just a little touch. A, oh no! The touch. I was. The feel. Cotton. Ah, oh, fuck! Oh! There we go. That was sick. Ooh. That was so good. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's two we one, got, right? We got, we got quiet there for a second. We got into it. it cause, <laughs> Cause this game is so good. And I'll, I'll bring this up more on the um, on the episode itself, but I really mm. like how competitive this game can be very quickly. You know, oh, like you're the, going. What's that? Wessel. This game can be strong man. This game can be picked up so fast. Like, there's definitely a difference between people who are good and bad at this game, but um, I, I think you can get up to speed very quickly. Look at these muscles. Look at that guy's muscles. Look at him. And Look his at him. shades. He's got shades. He has the best. He has the best shades. He has the best shades. I, I like S. Miller's. I like S. Miller's a lot. Oh god, what's his do? Oh! oh! Boom! Rebuttaled! That was sick. How about that? How'd you feel about that, sir? Fuck! This felt great. Loved it. Not do really, it again. Not really good. <laughs> oh, Oh my there god. There we go. There we go. Perfect that was, match. That's a fucking UNICEF game. I just gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? Just not very long at all. Literally just came to me. <laughs> oh. God. Oh, you fucker. How'd you get my that? Balls. <laughs> Tied up, two and two. Look at this guy. Look at how he just slams <laughs> he just on the runs fence. Into he the just wall. wants blood. Yes, look at S. Miller's shades. I mean, I guess I guess they have identical shades, but... But, like, in the portrait on, like, the widescreen, if you're playing on it... Oh, god damn. Oh, what? That was I don't not know how that was a five. what universe but... was that five? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> I was trying to get that power shot out, and then I just... Oof. Oof. And then close. that one was three. Yeah, I know. That, that other... This level in particular, I feel like the... The hitboxes on the points are weird. I have noticed that. There are just like a few spotty hitbox. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, f oh! Like that's a five? Like that's a five. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a shitty five. Oh, and that's a three. I even curved it towards the five zone. Look how Five zone. Ooh! Ooh, boy. Oh my god, I thought I had. That's directly in the center of the stage. Yeah. And it's a, it's a three. Dumb. That was an anticlimactic final game. <laughs> right, let's do one more just for shit to gigs. I am the champion, though. <laughs> there's, no, but, there's no doubt about how much I uh, am better at this game than you, but let's just play because this game's fun. <laughs> I want this one so badly. You got it. Oh, no, you no! did <laughs> No! Boom! Oh, damn it! 
Wes! I wanted that rally. I wanted that rally. Alright, maybe Wessel's my favorite. Wessel's pretty good. Wessel. Wessel. Yes. Alright. Vessel. Is that, was that enough? Is that enough Windjammers? Do you want to... What do you think? Who are you going to call Windjammers? Do you see that thing <laughs> flying in the background? We've been doing this for a hot second. I know, and I've, let's just keep doing it. Like, never want to stop. Ever. Never. Uh, I have a room. This is your purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> 